Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. All right, 2023, here we are. How's everybody going? Good? Had a good start to the morning. Beautiful summer's Melbourne day. We're in for a treat this week, actually. So this morning, I'm going to be talking about how we need to let go to move forward. I thought it was fitting for a new year. I'm sure all of us have maybe taken a time to think about, hey, what do I want to do differently this year? What do I want to change? What do I want to start? What do I want to stop? Maybe we need a pause. Whatever it may be, it's usually a time that we stop and we think, what am I going to do a little bit differently this year? Now, it's not about New Year's resolutions. Some of you might be thinking, Kina, that is so last week. In fact, I've already messed all of my New Year's resolutions up. (laughs) You know, gyms have had their biggest week all year. Everyone's buying gym memberships. I've been there. I've done it. But we all know that a lot of the time, actually, I think Google says that it's, you know, 70% of the time, New Year's resolutions, they just don't work. So it's not a message about New Year's resolutions, but it's a message about recognising and letting go what things are in our way that are holding us back to achieve and to reach our goals, what's holding us back to achieve and to reach the God purpose, the God call on our life. And it's to see what the bigger picture is that we have personally to play this year but also collectively as a church, the bigger picture God has planned for us and what part it is that we're gonna play. This can require something of us, possibly new ways of doing things, but if we want to move forward in our lives, there will be times that we need to let some things go. The Apostle Paul says it this way, Philippians 3, 13, 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul, he's not saying, I've got it all worked out. He's not saying, I'm an expert in all of this. What he is saying is that he's learnt that to move forward toward Jesus and all he has for us, that we ain't gonna have to let go of some stuff along the way. So we're going to begin with a question, but before we do that, I want to thank the team. You guys can grab a seat. So we're going to start off with a question. What are we holding on to that is holding us back? I don't know about you, but over the years, I could write a whole list of things that have held me back to being the best version that I can be, to being the the God woman that God has called me to be. You know, one of the things that that has held me back over the years is a mindset of I just am not going to measure up. (laughs) I'm not sure if anyone else can relate to that. I just don't think that I'm going to measure up. You know, I remember when I was a young girl, maybe eight or nine years old, Thanks to my height, I was the fastest runner in my entire school. (laughs) I was the one to beat. Every one step I took, it took people three other steps to catch up. (laughs) 
And so I would win every race. I was a sprinter. But this one day, there was a long distance run. And I didn't have as much confidence for a long distance run. Like I said, I was used to these short distances, these sprint, get in and go and win. And I started this race along with all the other girls. And I was in the lead for about the first 100 metres. <laughs> and then I started to lose some steam. I started to lose my energy. And instantly in that moment, I started to panic. And I thought, what if I don't win this race? What if I don't measure up? And I stopped and I walked off the race. <laughs> I just stopped and I left. And it took ages for the other girls to catch up and win. My mum's here nodding, she probably remembers. It took ages for the other people to catch up. I could have easily won that race, but I had this mindset. It was holding me back. It was a mindset of what if I just don't measure up? We can all have things that are holding us back from living our fullest life. You know, some today, it might be that mindset. Um, you know, I looked up actually what the most common things that we hold on to and hold people back are, and it said the fear of failing, the fear of being let down, the fear of past experiences, and maybe what if that happens again, lack of confidence, not knowing what the right next thing to do is, or maybe not having the resource to actually do what you want to do. If we did a quick room survey today and asked our, um, each other, the person sitting next to us, what is it that you think is holding you back? We would have such a big list. We can all have different things that are holding us back. But what it shows is that we all have something in common. We all have something that is holding us back. You know, it reminds me of what is known as the monkey prop, uh, the monkey trap, rather. I'm not sure if anybody has heard of this monkey trap. It's used in other countries to trap monkeys. And so what they do is they get a coconut. Use your imagination. <laughs> this is a coconut. They tie a rope to a tree. They put a banana in the coconut and they just lie it on the floor waiting for the monkeys. And so a monkey comes along and he or she puts her hand into the trap and he can't get his hand out with the banana. And so he's trapped. You see, it's not anything physical that is trapping him. It's a mindset. This monkey just wants the banana. He's not thinking about what's going to happen next, even if it costs his life. He's holding on to this banana. He's not letting it go. He is trapped. And, you know, we might look at the monkey and think, silly monkey, <laughs> let go of the banana and go, and go and find food somewhere else. Let go of the banana. You're going to get killed pretty much. But the funny thing is, is that our, what we're holding on to is costing all of us something. It's not just costing the monkey his life. The truth of it is, is it's actually costing us something as well. What we're holding on to, it can be costing us in our relationships. What we're holding on to, it can be costing us in our faith. What we're holding on to can be costing us in our finances. What we're holding on to can be costing us in our workplace or in our businesses. What are we holding on to that we've got to let go to move forward? There's this great uh, story about Campbell's Soup. I'm sure we've probably all heard of Campbell's Soup. 
It's probably in all of our cupboards today. Um, it's famous for making food for over 150 years and they contribute their success to their employees past and present for continuing to come up with ideas on how to keep them moving forward. It's estimated they sell a total of 440 million servings of soup per year. But in the early 2000s, their sales began to drop. They couldn't work out why. They had a team on it and they're like, why are people not buying our soup anymore? They changed the brand, they changed the soup, but still the sales were not improving. So they got their research development team onto it. And after tracking a little bit of um, sales data, they noticed that this new generation, well, they just don't use pots and can openers anymore. They use microwaves. <laughs> and so this information went back to Campbell's Soup. And so they changed their packaging and they created microwave-free packages with the same soup, with the same branding, and their sales soared again. They had to let go of something to move forward to what was going to take them to their next space. The truth is, if we refuse to let go of what is holding us back, we're like the monkey. We're trapping ourselves. We're holding on to things that are not letting us move forward. So what are you holding on to that is stopping you from moving forward into all that God has for you, into all that God has for your family? The next thing is to think about, or another question to ask ourselves, where are we headed and who with? You know, the story of Samson is such a great example of this. For those who might not know it, um, I'll give a real quick overview. But you can look it up later. You can read it for yourself. It's in Judges 13 to 16. But Judges 13 shares that Samson, he's born with a call and a purpose on his life. He's born to lead people that have been in oppression, lead people that have been stuck in the same old ways into a whole new territory. He's called to do God's work to show people what it looks like to live in freedom. And so he's born with this call on his life. He's at birth gifted with an extraordinary supernatural strength. The key to keeping this strength, as some of us might know, is to never, ever, ever, ever cut your hair. So this was a symbol that God's strength was with him and it enabled Samson to protect the people, to lead them into this new freedom, to lead them into this new way of life. So to make this change, Samson would need to let go of a few old cultural mindsets. He would need to let go of a few things that were acceptable and that were happening at the time. He'd need to let go of some things. He'd need to change some things, make some new ways. He'd need to do things differently to move forward with all God that had with him. And it goes into more detail in scriptures and you can check it out for yourself. But we see through chapter 14 and 15 that Samson, well, he just messes things up and he messes them up big and he messes them up a lot. <laughs> and he doesn't actually learn from his mistakes. I mean, we can probably relate a little bit to that at times. He keeps messing things up and he keeps creating chaos wherever he goes. In Judges 16, we see that one day Samson leaves his hometown and he travels by foot to the enemy headquarters called the Valley of Sorek. And he there falls in love and sees a beautiful woman named Delilah, who would later betray him. She, um, Samson says this in verse 16. She betrayed him by getting the truth of, him, of his strength, which was cutting his hair, by nagging him to death. So there's pointers in there for all of us. 
nagging him to death, finally got the truth out of him. The secret to his strength was to cut his hair. So while he was sleeping, she cut his hair, turned him over to the enemy for some bags of silver, and then the enemy gouged his eyes out. (laughs) Nice. Now, I would find it hard to believe that Samson one day woke up and thought to himself, you know, today I think I'm going to go to the Valley of Sorek, which is the headquarters of my enemy. I'm going to go there, I'm going to meet a beautiful woman, I'm going to fall in love, and then I'm going to get my eyes gouged out. (laughs) That's not how these things happen. In fact, I did a little bit of research, and from where Samson lived in in Zora to the Valley of Sorek, it took approximately 52,000 steps to get there. That's 52,000 steps of thinking, I'm going in the wrong direction. I should turn around and I should change my direction. That's 52,000 choices that he had the opportunity to say, you know what, this is not the right way. I need to turn back. It's 52,000 steps from people that may be from Werribee all the way to Broadmeadows, heading in the wrong direction. I'm saying that because Pastor Danny, that was his old hangout. You know, it can be easy to hear this and think, Samson, you fool, just like we did with the monkey. Don't fall to Delilah. But the truth is we all have these moments. We all take steps leading us into the wrong direction, in the, into the direction of what makes us feel good. What's the best for me? What am I going to get out of this? How did Samson ruin his life? Like most people do, one step at a time, away from the direction of God. You know, 52,000 steps are small steps, but they lead to big distraction. He was taking one step at a time, heading in the wrong direction. I don't know anybody, actually, that has woken up one morning and said, you know what, I'm just going to get as far away from God as I possibly can. It doesn't happen that way. It happens one step at a time. Today, I don't have time to read my Bible that one day turns into three, four, five a week. I don't have time to praise God. I don't have time to be grateful for what I have. That turns into two weeks, three weeks a month. And before we know it, we wake up and we say, why do I feel so distant from God? It's one step at a time, one thought at a time, one choice at a time that takes us away from God. You know, I've never met anyone who's woken up one morning and thought, you know what? I'm going to have a substance addiction problem. It doesn't happen like that. It takes one drink at a time. And then we just start to rely on that. Two, three, four, five. And we find ourselves in a space where we just cannot go without. I've never met anyone who's woken up and said, you know what, I'm going to financially destroy myself today. It doesn't happen like that. It takes one wrong decision or one bad decision, sometimes out of our control, but one small step leads to devastation. So Samson took 52,000 steps in the direction, in the wrong direction, toward the wrong person. You know, Delilah's name, it actually means to bring you low, to dry you up, to make your faith start to fade. So who... Or what is our Delilah? What makes us weak? What starts to make our faith fade? What wears us down? What takes away our strength? Our Delilah is anything that we trade our purpose for a pleasure. 
It's anything that takes us and leads us and points us in the wrong direction, away from God and the freedom that he has for us. You know, our Delilah can be unhealthy thinking, always thinking the worst. There's something bad's going to come out of this. I just know it. And before we know it, we're on a direction towards our thoughts spiraling out of control. And we're like, I can't get back out of this. Our Delilah can be putting ourselves in wrong environments with wrong people. Maybe we know we have a weakness for being out late at night around alcohol or around partying, whatever it may be. But I think, oh, you know, I'll be right. I'll just go along with my mates. It can be temptations that we continually go after. It can be our attitudes like Samson. I'll do what I want, when I want, how I want, and I don't really care how it affects the people that are around me. Our Delilah can be holding on to unforgiveness. You know, maybe like Samson, some of us have been betrayed by other people. Um, we've been hurt, we've been let down, and so this unforgiveness is just growing inside of us and, and this bitterness, and it's leading us down the wrong track. It's not leading us to freedom. God's plan for us always leads us toward freedom. It could be getting so caught up in entertainment, in Netflix, in social media, that we need, leave no space for our strength to be grown, for the things that fuel us to happen. You know, we can get so caught up in life, in work, in achieving our goals for ourselves that we leave out time for the Word and talking to God and living in daily communion with Him. And no, those things are not bad, but if overdone, they can start to take away where we're heading towards. We're heading towards our own thing, our own way, instead of toward God's way. The problem with our Delilahs, like the monkey trap, it's costing us something. It costs us our sight, our vision that God has. You know, Jesus, one of the main reasons he came here to earth was to connect us to purpose, that we would see the plans and the purposes that he has for us. Our Delilah blinds us. When we're headed in the wrong direction, we can feel confused, we can feel isolated, we can lose sight of what God is doing, and, and sometimes we don't even realise it. It costs us our, our joy and our peace and all these things. You know, often our Delilah will show up when we're most vulnerable, when we're tired, when we're, at our, um, when we're lonely. You know, something I've wondered is if Samson had people on the path on those 52,000 steps towards Delilah. I wonder if he had have had people that said to him, hey, Samson, you've got no business going to enemy territory. Turn around. <laughs> Go on another path. I wonder if... It would have been different for him. You know, I wonder that because I think along with our scripture and, you know, our, our time with God and the Holy Spirit working through us, I think each other is one of God's greatest gifts that he has given us to journey with each other, to journey to our path, to journey and encourage each other toward our God-given purpose. This is what groups are for. I want to encourage you. You know, our groups are starting back at the beginning of February. If you're not a part of a group, get a and be a part of a group. You know, it's in this relationship and connection with other people that we can spur each other on and we can encourage each other, that we can see things and that we can say, hey, you might be headed in the wrong direction. How about you turn back? Hey, you're holding on to something. You're holding on to something. And you know what? You can only get to so far when you're holding on to something. When we're walking with people and journeying with people with the same purpose in mind, 
we're able to encourage each other to all God has with us. So who are we walking with? Are we growing in our friendships and, and relationships? Are we pointing others to live their best life with all God has for them? Are they pointing us to live our best life with all God has for us? I wonder if we get to the end of 2023, 2023 and we fulfilled all of our New Year's resolutions and goals, I wonder if we would be closer to Jesus. I wonder if we fulfilled all of our goals for 2023. I wonder if other people, because of our goals, would be closer to Jesus. The call on Samson's life was to make a way for others. Uh, the call on his life was to bring people to freedom. Uh, the call on his life was to help others see all that God had planned and purposed for their life and for the world. And our call is the same. God has called us today to walk with others, to point people toward him, and to make a way to show people what it looks like when God's in charge of our life. You know, he's called us to be a group of people that do life in such a way that make another group of people want to get on board with how we're doing life. So what happens when we mess up? And I say when we mess up, because we mess up. <laughs> you know, finishing up the Samson story, we know that Samson's hair has been shaved. The gift of strength is gone. He's weak. His eyes are gouged out. He's chained to a wall. He's walking, uh, working as a slave. One day he's dragged out and he's made to be the laughing stock at a Philistine festival. They're all pointing and laughing, mocking him. You know, his hair was gone. Did that mean that God was gone too? He'd messed up pretty big. Does that mean that God was keeping a distance from him? I don't really want to be seen as connected to this guy. You know, I've wondered the same. Have I messed up too much, God? Have I missed it? Do I not measure up to what you're calling me and asking me to do because I keep on maybe taking a wrong step in the wrong direction? I'm not sure if anyone else has ever asked that themselves today, God, have I messed up too much? You know, one of my favourite scriptures in this story, and even the Bible is in the Samson story, it's Judges 16, 22. And it says, but the hair on his head began to grow back the very moment it had been shaved. The answer to the question, does God leave us when things get messy, when we mess up? The answer is no, he doesn't leave us. In fact, he is in that very moment that we're messing up, trying to work out a way to bring restoration and reconciliation with us. He's in that very moment where we're feeling at our worst, working out how he, we can be drawn towards him. You know, for some of us today, we might find ourselves heading in the wrong direction. Maybe you know that you're holding on to things that you shouldn't be. You know, maybe you find yourself in a place where you're like, I just don't even know what my next move is. Maybe peace is gone, passion is gone, you're feeling a little bit indifferent about what this year is going to look like and the God call and part that you play this year. You know, maybe we're in relationships that need to be restored, personal areas that are needing insight and wisdom, a supernatural strength to keep us going. This is where Samson found himself and this is what he did. When we mess up, Judges 16.28 says, Samson went on and he cried out to God saying, Remember me, God. Give me strength one more time. 
so that I may fulfill my call to deliver people from the oppression of the Philistines. Samson, in that moment, he changed direction and he called out to God and God listened. I want to encourage us today to invite God into our mess, into our moments that we need him, in our moments of overwhelm, in our moments of desperation, in our moments where we're feeling like maybe we don't measure up. You know, invite God into our mess, in our sin, in those areas of temptation where we just don't feel like we're getting anywhere. It keeps on coming up. It doesn't matter how many times it keeps on coming up. Keep on asking God in. In those moments of doubt, God, are you in this? What's going on? Have I messed up? Doesn't matter how many times you doubt, keep inviting God in. He hears you and he meets you there. You know, God strengthened Samson and he was able to fulfill the call that God had first put on his life. Now, yes, he took the long way. And it's nice to not always have to take the long way. But we can learn from it, right? Um, In Hebrews 11.32, Samson is listed as a man of faith, a hero of faith. I love this because it shows that God doesn't count our messes and our failures toward us. You know, the Holy Spirit could have inspired that writer to write anything they liked about Samson. He could have listed all the things that he did wrong, but he didn't. He said he is a man of faith. And it's the same with us. God doesn't hold our mess against us. (laughs) He sees us here today as a man and a woman of faith on purpose to bring freedom to others and to live freedom in their own life. So I'm going to invite the band to come up and I'm just going to finish with a story. It's a story about a man called Donald Gould. Um, And there's a YouTube YouTube clip that actually went viral and it's about this man... um, He was a homeless man, and he came across a piano in the streets. There was a a time a little while ago where people were just putting pianos around the world for people to play whenever they liked. And so this man, he comes along and he starts to sit and play the piano. And after a little while, he starts to get the passers-by attention because the song he's playing, I mean, you've got to be a pro to be able to play that song. He's playing some song that is really difficult and... And you can hear people in the YouTube clip saying, oh my gosh, who is this guy? How is he able to play that song? And so they upload it to YouTube. It goes viral. In fact, it's had over 45 million views. And so people tracked this guy down and and they said to him, tell us your story. And so it turns out that this man, you know, he was a professional, accomplished musician. He'd studied music theory. He was one of the best in his field. Tragically, he lost his wife. And after that, he lost custody of his kids, or one son. And so he ended up becoming homeless. That led to drug addiction, substance abuse, jail, all these kinds of things. So here he was, a homeless man, on the street playing a piano, a song that he knew that was in his heart and people have taken notice. I think it's incredible because, you know, the gift that he'd been given never went away. The gift that he'd been given to make music, it never went away with all the circumstance that was around him. 
people were able to put together a GoFundMe page and, and they were able to help him get on his feet. He got a job, he started working, he started playing in front of big, big, big crowds. He was reconciled with his son. And if you look him up today, yeah, he still has challenges in different areas, but he's on the right track. <laughs> and I just wanna say to us today, hey, God's put a call, a purpose in your life for you, for a reason, for you and for others. And no matter what you've walked through, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going through, it's still there. <laughs> you might be holding on to some stuff that you can easily actually walk away from if you just let go of some mindsets, if you just let go of some attitudes, if you just let go of some wrong thinking. You might be heading in a wrong direction, one step at a time. But that can all change if you just change direction. If you go toward God's plan, remember God's plan always brings freedom. God's plan brings peace. God's plan brings wisdom. It brings other people around you that you're able to journey with and walk towards the fullness that He has for your life. Like I said at the very beginning of the message, you know, now is a time that we think about what we wanna do differently with our life. What we wanna stop, start, pause, change. Consider what we wanna make room for. And I wonder if this year, we can just start to think of what we need to let go of in our own way to move forward in God's way. You know, what are we holding on to that is holding us back? Or who are we holding on to that is holding us back? Where have we stepped away from God? Maybe we know God, but we really don't have enough time in His Word. We're stepped away. Maybe we're not walking with others being sharpened having accountability. We've walked away from the best that God has for our life. Maybe we're getting lost in a world that says, do what makes you feel best, what's best for you, despite how it affects others. We've stepped away from the direction God wants us to, to lead people to freedom. Maybe we're not leading ourselves well. <laughs> Maybe we're not leading our family like we know we should. Maybe we're not leading our business how we know we should. Whatever it may be, let's today decide, I'm gonna let go, I'm gonna change direction. I'm gonna know and invite God into every messy situation I'm in. I'm gonna fulfill the call that God has put on my life. I'm going to fulfill the plan and the purposes to bring freedom to other people. Like the Apostle Paul said, we don't need to be an expert. In fact, we're all a work in progress. Let's be people who move forward towards Jesus and let go of the things that are holding us back. And as we close the message this morning, the team are gonna lead us in a moment of worship and I wanna invite us all to stand. And just in this next moment between you and God, not between anyone else. I wonder if we could just really take this moment to close our eyes, you know, and declare God's plan and purposes over our life. Ask the Holy Spirit, would you show me? Would you reveal anything that I'm holding on to that needs to be let go? Ask the Holy Spirit, would you reveal any steps that need to change or I need to change direction to get on track with you? 
Invite God into this moment just between you and God. And I believe that He's gonna speak to us, that He's gonna reveal His best plan, His best purpose for our life. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.